Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. Hey there. Welcome, welcome. All right. Are you just feeling so burnt out? You have no energy and you know you want to make changes, but it's just like you can't find enough energy to even know where to start or even begin. Trust me. I know how that feels. I have been there and honestly, I've been there in the last few weeks and I'm kind of there again. And ironically, I recorded this whole episode and after I recorded it, realized I missed a whole chunk on my outline that I was supposed to talk about. And so I realized it would just be easier to re-record versus trying to figure out where what I left out, editing and all that. So you are not the only one. I'm right there with you with that, especially feeling that mom brain and the brain fog. Today, I'm sharing with you four things that could be stealing your energy and what to do about them. Okay, first one, we are talking about sleep. Now, you probably have heard me talk about sleep before. I talk about it a lot, or maybe you just heard it in other places. But yes, you really do need that seven to nine hours of sleep. And if you get seven hours and you're still not feeling rested, you're still feeling exhausted by the time end of day or mid-morning comes around, you probably need more than seven. You might need closer to eight or nine. Like example, me personally, I I can function on seven hours, but I do much, much better on about eight and a half to nine hours regularly. Um, And since I'm not getting that right now, I'm having all these symptoms. But sleep may not be the only thing causing your lack of energy. Now, ways to improve your sleep, of course, is creating that sleep routine so that your body knows that it's bedtime, quite like your child has a bedtime routine. Making sure your sleep environment, so your bedroom is set up for good sleep. So that means really dark, um, white noise if you need it, very uh, cooler temperatures. Okay, next one, movement. Yes, you need to move your body. That can give you more energy. A lack of movement can cause you to feel more fatigued. So you're probably thinking, well, that makes no sense. I have no energy to even get off the couch. So how could using energy to work out or move give me more energy? Think about it this way. When you move, you get your heart rate up. Blood gets pumped faster through your veins, through your entire body, into your brain and can actually give you a boost of energy, which is why a lot of people can't work out close to bedtime because it gives you that energy. And when you try to go to bed, you're just wide awake. So if you are thinking, oh my gosh, I have no energy, I can't even get off the couch, you just need to get yourself to do very small things. Maybe it's doing some yoga. I mean, you can search on YouTube videos for floor workouts because I have done that when I have zero energy but need to do something or zero, like, feels like zero motivation. I'll do a 10-minute floor workout where I, or I think it's called like a lazy girl workout on YouTube. And you literally can just like lay on the floor the whole time pretty much and you're doing different core and gluten, those type of exercises. Or get up and go for a walk. Fresh air can also be a great way to get more energy. I'm just spending five to 10 minutes outside getting that sunlight, that natural vitamin D, 
and some fresh air. So maybe tell yourself you'll do a five minute walk around the block um, when you get a break or you schedule it throughout the day. Um, and if you need to, you can schedule it a little bit longer. Let's say you, you've done five minutes daily and you don't think that's enough, then you bump it up to 10 minutes. These very small changes will help get you going and defeating that burnout slowly. Because if you jump in, if you're feeling super burned out and you barely have any energy to work out right now, it's probably gonna not be a good idea and feel so hard for you to all of a sudden go, okay, now I'm gonna work out seven days a week. I'm gonna do this 30 minute, uh, super intense workout. You're gonna feel not motivated. motivated. You're gonna feel like angry that you have to do it. You're probably gonna give up halfway through because that's a huge change. So really focus on baby steps when you're going from no energy and burnt out to getting that movement back in. In the, I mean, there is another piece too. Most women don't have this issue, but if you are someone who is doing something like CrossFit or Orange Theory and you're doing it five to seven times a week and you're going all out um, and you're not allowing time for recovery, you could be ha- feeling burnt out, feeling less energy because your body is not recovering from your workouts and you need to st- uh, dial it back and allow your body to recover and rest. Um, so in that case, you would want to uh, move less and dial or dial the intensity of your workouts back and just do some, allow your body that recovery. The two big ones are next. We'll start with food. Um, food, whether, I don't know if you know this, it was a surprise to me when I first found out that the food you eat can affect your energy positively or negatively. Uh, so just depending on what you eat could give you more energy or zap it and steal your energy from you. Now, I know as a mom, it can be so challenging to try to create all these meals, cook everything from scratch. It's very overwhelming. And so you need processed packaged food because it's quick and easy. I get that. We have it in our house. But depending on what that item is that you're choosing to eat or grab on the go, it may be zapping your energy. A lot, a lot, a lot of packaged um, processed foods have lots of sugar added. They have lots of uh, refined processed carbohydrates, which act as sugar in your bloodstream. And this will spike your blood sugar and then it'll drop, especially if you're not eating it with any other protein or uh, healthy fat, which slows down the digestion. It'll digest really quick, spike that spike that blood sugar and then drop, which is where you get that uh, maybe the crash after a meal or the mid-morning crash after breakfast or the afternoon crash because you're on this blood sugar a roller coaster. So an example, you have a glass of orange juice, um, some oatmeal with fruit added for breakfast. That is all carbohydrates with very little protein or fat, which will cause you that uh, mid-morning crash, that blood sugar crash. One thing you could do is instead of a glass of juice, you just put a splash of juice in some water. And then with the oatmeal, you would reduce the amount of oats, add a couple, one to two tablespoons of chia seeds for more fiber and healthy fat and protein. And you could add some nut butter for some more healthy fat, or you could even do um, like an egg on top, or you could do an egg white mixed into the oatmeal for some extra protein. There's lots of options and ways to take the breakfast or meal you are having now 
and make it a better choice for you and your energy levels. Doesn't mean you have to give up food completely, but you're just kind of tweaking it to make it fit your health and your goals better. Okay, so that's the reason why food saps your energy. And that's the number one reason is the sugar and high amounts of carbs that are in all these packaged and processed foods. So try to find options or things that are uh, better that won't cause you to crash. Whole fruit is a great option because it'll have that sweetness if you're craving something, but there's in whole fruit, there's fiber. So it slows down the digestion and you could even add um, like a couple tablespoons of almond butter for some more protein and fat to help even more with that digestion. Or you could put the, the fruit on plain Greek yogurt, uh, not non-fat, but like a 2% or whole fat Greek yogurt. So you have a better snack that'll keep you full a little bit longer and will prevent that blood sugar crash that's stealing your energy. Another one with food is if you are not getting all the nutrients that your body needs, some of the side effects of not getting the correct nutrients and having low levels in your body can cause fatigue. Now, there's a whole bunch of different symptoms, a whole bunch of different nutrients and minerals. The best way to figure this out is to go to your doctor and ask for a full panel of blood work where they test all those different levels. You can see what you're deficient in, um, and then they can guide you through supplementation or foods that can help give you more of that. If you are pregnant or newly postpartum or breastfeeding, your body will likely lack more nutrients and need more. So that could be a big piece of it because your body prioritizes the baby. So for example, we'll use vitamin D. If you do not have enough vitamin D to cover you and your baby, your body prioritizes um, for nursing. All that will go to the baby through the breast milk. And it does that with all the minerals. It puts them right in the breast milk and goes to the baby versus uh, saving some for you and for the baby. It does, your body doesn't really know how to do that. So that could leave you depleted and feeling all these different symptoms, including uh, fatigue, exhaustion, um, burnout. And if your doctor says that they won't, that you're quote unquote fine and they're not going to do blood work, find another, please, please, please find another doctor. It may be a good idea to find a functional medical practitioner, a functional medicine doctor. They are doctors, but they focus more on the whole body approach. And so they're not gonna dismiss your symptoms of fatigue, like general fatigue. They will try to get to the root cause of it versus trying to slap on some uh, medication or some generic response. And that goes hand in hand with another issue that ties into nutrients, but also does with hormones after you become a mom is your thyroid. It is very, very common for the for women to have a low thyroid or um, hypothyroidism. And Western medical doctors will usually just throw medication at it and say, here, take this medication now for the rest of your life. And I'm not saying that medication is bad or it's not needed, but without even trying to address what could be the root cause, um, nutrition, what you're eating, how you're sleeping, your stress, those things all affect it. And so a functional doctor will actually look at those first before automatically just giving you medication. They try to treat that root cause. Uh, and you can just do a Google search for them 
unfortunately, most insurances don't cover it. You could see if it'll count as an out-of-network provider. That might work. But at this, if you are really ex experiencing these symptoms like burnout and extreme fatigue and you cannot find an answer, this, it might be worth the money you have to pay out of pocket to get this resolved. Uh, just to have that, your health back and your energy back. It's something that, unfortunately, Western doctors aren't really taught. They're just taught how to treat the individual symptom or body part with medication, not um, environmental factors. Okay. Other pieces that go along with food are what your beverage intake. So water, if you are not getting enough water, you're dehydrated, you will feel fatigued and tired. It's a symptom of dehydration. Uh, even a 2% dehydration can cause uh, symptoms. And along with water goes electrolytes. You have to make sure you're getting enough electrolytes, which yes, include salt. Do not be afraid of salt like I was for so long. Salt, potassium, all those fancy electrolytes, you need them. So especially if you are cooking all of your food on your own and you're not, you're avoiding salt. I did it for so long because everyone, salt retains water. Salt is bad for your weight. I was so scared of salt. I was doing damage to my body by not supplying it this essential nutrient. So make sure you're adding salt to your food if you're cooking it. If you're eating lots of packaged foods, those have a lot of salt in them. You may uh, benefit from just adding water if you're not reducing the amount of packaged foods, but make sure you're getting water in. And with that comes caffeine. Love coffee. If you are a mom, you're probably like me. You look forward to that cup of coffee, especially when you are woken up at 4.30 in the morning and you cannot go back to sleep. Trust me, I get it. However, if you have done all the other things and your energy is still slumping, you still feel burnt out, you may need to cut back on the coffee and maybe not completely, but just timing and amount. So ideally you cut off coffee no later than noon. I say no later than 11 a.m., um, even better 10. I like to try to cut off by 9.30 personally, but I also go to bed a little earlier around 8.30. And you wanna decrease the amount that you're having. So let's say you're having six cups right now. Do not try to go cold turkey or go down one cup. That'll be very, very hard. There are withdrawal symptoms to caffeine like headaches or migraines. So doing a reduction. So if you do six, you do five cups and the following week do four. So you slowly decrease the amount or the strength of the coffee that you're making over time to really reduce it. And I mean, depends on how strong of coffee. If you're having a Starbucks coffee, that is loaded with caffeine. So I would limit it to one grande max. Um, but if you are having weaker coffee, you're making it at home, you could make the coffee weaker so you can have more cups or just make one stronger cup. If you are still having symptoms, again, you might have to eliminate caffeine completely for a while just to let your body recover. And if you feel like that's you, DM me on Instagram at Kristen G. Faust because I'm actually working on that process right now, trying to eliminate caffeine completely. And I'm down to one cup of coffee a day and not looking forward to eliminating it totally. But at this point, I need to see what it does for my energy. And then with coffee, I feel like the mom 
drink of the choice is you start with coffee and then you end with wine or a drink. So what that alcohol is doing, if you are having a glass, even if it's one glass of wine every night, that alcohol is impacting your sleep and your deep sleep, your REM cycles. So you're not getting a full night's rest of sleep, which is maybe why you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep, but you don't feel rested is because you're not getting quality sleep because you're having that glass of wine every night. And on top of it, when you drink alcohol, that is a toxin to your body. So your liver, your body stops everything because it has to detox and your liver will start to work through that. But all the other processes, digestion, um, other hormone production, so reproductive hormones uh, get stopped, which is also important if you're looking for that overall health is to reduce that one glass of wine because it could be impacting your sleep, your hormones, how you're feeling overall. And then it also causes the alcohol, lowers your inhibition for making choices. And then also the next day will call, it causes the blood sugar crash, which makes you crave carbs the following day. So the alcohol and then the caffeine, which is why usually you need caffeine the next morning. So it's that caffeine alcohol um, seesaw where you're going back and forth, back and forth. And so eliminating both or definitely reducing both can help with your energy levels. So food and drinks is probably like what your liquids you're consuming are the big ones. Uh, Stress and mindset is the last one. Now, there's only so much you can do. Obviously, if you are working from home, you have your kids, it's chaos. Maybe there's health things going on. There's other situations within the family. There's obviously so much we can control, but the one thing you can control is how you view it and changing your mindset around it. And this is not a you have to be positive uh, sort of thing. I think when you get to a point where you're sick of feeling bad about the situation, you come to a place where you say, okay, I can either accept the situation that you're in, like you can accept the situation you're in, or you can make changes. And the easiest way to begin that change is just starting a daily gratitude. What are you thankful for? Maybe it's like something so tiny, like you're thankful for your cup of coffee. You're thankful um, that you got a shower in. You're thankful that it's sunny out. These tiny things. And when you say the gratitude, try to really feel it and embrace that feeling of gratitude. Now, stress. Stress is probably one of the biggest things leading to the feeling of burnout and sucking those energy levels. And that is because our flight or you probably heard the flight or fight mode in your brain. It's from our ancestors way back when, when they were hunter gatherers and their brain had to determine um, threats in the environment and what to do about it, whether to fight, flight, and then also freeze and then recover back to normal to that homeostasis. The problem is that in today's day and age, our brains have not adapted to be able to tell the difference between a tiger chasing you or someone cutting you off um, while you're driving or your boss yelling at you at work. Your brain cannot determine the difference. Obviously, a lion, tiger running after you is a real physical danger and threat. (laughs) Try not to get eaten versus um, your boss yelling at you 
of course, there's a threat of being fired, but it's not as physically threatening. So your body still goes through that same process where it gets into fight or flight mode. It releases cortisol, the stress hormone, and then continues throughout the day. So your cortisol is supposed to rise in the morning and taper off later, late, as you go through the day so that melatonin, your sleep hormone, can increase production so you can sleep better. However, because of stress, you might have that fight or flight reaction going off all day on and off. So your cortisol levels remain high or fluctuate really high. And so it's harder for melatonin to be produced. So that might be where you get the wired and tired feeling where you just want to go to bed. You're so tired, but your brain is awake. It's wired and you can't sleep. That is a sign that you really need to uh, work on your stress and your mindset. There's a new book that just came out by, uh, she's the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Nicole, I think you pronounce her last name, LaPera. It's called How to Do the Work. I, I'm like halfway through. I just started it last week. It's an amazing book. It really can help you work through that mindset piece of your stress and your uh, reactions and how to manage them and how to change that your default reactions because we have these default reactions to stress and other situations that we picked up mostly in childhood but through our lives and experiences um, that we have had. And I could honestly talk about stress and mindset for hours and the impacts it has on your health. So stress and sleep kind of go hand in hand. If you're really stressed out, it can impact your sleep at night, wired and tired, um, which is why a bedtime routine can really help you take your brain out of the stress of the day and to be, prepare for bed. And if you are feeling this burnt out feeling, it might be because you need to take more time to focus on how you're reacting and to uh, focus on your situations you're deeming stressful, okay, what can you do to manage them? Can you make a change? Do you need to accept a situation or do you need to set boundaries with other people? There's so many different things that it could be. It's really hard in one podcast to give you tips exactly what to do. So I would definitely say you need to find positive uh, coping methods, habits, things to do that when you feel really stressed out, how can you bring yourself back to that parasympathetic state, which is your rest and digest is what you've commonly heard it as. And if you are also having digestion issues like constipation or diarrhea, that can be a sign that your fight or flight um, part of your brain is just going off and you really need to pay attention to it. Journaling can be a great way to just get all your feelings out on paper. Seeing a therapist can be very helpful. Breath work. If you've never tried breath work and that's just taking really deep breaths um, with a pattern, usually it's four count breath in, four count hold, four count breath out. And that can slow down your brain and relax your body back to that rest and digest. Um, dancing singing, working out, going for a walk. There's so many ways that you can bring your body out of that fight or flight and stress activation back to that peaceful moment. 
Now, if you're sitting here going, you don't understand, Kristen, I have this going on. I have this going on. I have the kids at home. I'm working from home. My husband's gone to work all day. It's just a mess. I have no help. Take a deep breath. Do some breath work. What do you have control over? What do you need to accept as it is? Maybe you need to accept that the kids are, this is the schedule for the kids and there's nothing you can do about it. And what can you implement to change to help you better? Do you need to ask for help? Do you need to figure things out? Remember, your mental health is almost more important than anything else because you can't show up for the rest of your family, for your company, for your friends, if you're not taking care of yourself first. And if you have more questions about stress and mindset, just send me a DM on Instagram at Kristen G. Faust and we can chat, see where I can send you for resources. All right. So the four, to recap, the four things that might be stealing your energy, sleep, food and beverages, stress, mindset, and movement. If you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star written review on iTunes. Even if you don't listen on iTunes or have an iPhone, you can Google it uh, as how to leave a written review. It helps the podcast. It helps me so much uh, to get this out to other moms, let others hear the podcast so we can create this fantastic community of moms supporting one another. And we can change the face of motherhood from burnt out, tired, exhausted to one with more energy, peace, and joy. So I love you and I hope you find more energy this week. Have a great day. 